boy, we have got a lot to unpack today. What a weekend it was. Not all good. And we have got a lot to unpack today. Good morning and uh, welcome to a new week. It is a football Monday and a overreaction Monday and a perspective Monday and uh, a lot going on. But if uh, if you're uh, just waking up and you... Uh, and you've got frustration left over from yesterday, if you've got joy left over from Saturday, whatever it happens to be, or even from Friday when I uh, went off a little bit, uh, if you were watching over on uh, the Facebook uh, page and also on Instagram, uh, a, lot to, a lot to unpack, a lot to unpack. Good morning to you, uh, 877-867-1670, uh, that's the phone number to get a hold of us. You can also track us down on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, Grant Bill's producing the program at Wisco Grant. And you can find us on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show, Facebook, The Bill Michaels Show, YouTube, uh, which continues to grow and grow and grow. We just uh, we want uh, more of you to go smash the button that says follow, smash the button that says like, and continue to grow us there. Uh, we appreciate you. Thanks so much. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. We are on Twitch apps, Kick apps, all that kind of good stuff, and download us and take us anywhere and everywhere via our flagship station out of Madison, The Zone, and we are all over the state of Wisconsin, whether it's the Big 920 in Milwaukee or uh, up the WDUZ, our friends up there in Green Bay, down to PVL in Platteville, uh, Viroqua uh, uh, with Ernie and the gang over there, La Crosse and Eau Claire, and I can go on and on. We're all over the place, so... Thanks to everybody for taking a listen to us. Grant, how was your weekend? Not too bad, Bill. I spent some nice time outside, watched the Brewers win some games, and yesterday's game was, I'm trying to get over it. I feel like it was mostly good. There were a lot of good things, and then it was just a bummer that they lost at the end. So I'm trying not to let it ruin my weekend in the start of my week. Um, there's a lot going on this weekend. I uh, First of all, it was absolutely perfect in the Northwoods. It was unbelievably relaxing. Uh, and I, I'll get into that a little bit, but, uh, uh, on Friday night, Friday night, the Brewers went up by five and a half. I'm going to start off the show with this. And when it comes to Cubs fans feelings, and I got a lot of friends who are Cubs fans, I don't give two F's about your feelings. Not a, not a damn. Uh, and as far as being professional, I've said it all along when they got to five, five and a half games, I was going to declare it done. And the fact that I said bye-bye, bitches, for all of you loudmouth, obnoxious, suck-ass Cubs fans, I don't care. You're obnoxious. You're disgusting as well. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. And I had one guy come at me because I wasn't being professional. Really? And then goes on this diatribe of profanity, <laughs> which just is completely hypocritical. And I said it from the very beginning. Once they got to five games, it's over. They're six and a half games up with 13 to play. Your season's done. Uh, when it comes to uh, the attempt to win the National League Central. The Brewers have won it. It's over. Now they can kind of figure out what they're going to do the rest of the way. They would have to lose. They would have to go 500, and the Cubs would have to win every game from here on out for the Cubs to be uh, the NL Central champion. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. So uh, it is done. The Cubs are done. Put a fork in them. The Brewers have won the National League Central. We're declaring it right here and right now. Now, moving on to bigger things. Yesterday, You saw Jordan Love make a mistake. You saw some good plays, some good throws, some good reads. Uh, you saw an offense that, uh, when running the football, uh, A.J. Dillon, I, how 
in the world can you be that big and that powerful and not run for more than just a couple of yards of carry, and how can you not just fall down for at least three yards? That I don't know. Um, I, an interesting article by Rob Reichel, and we're going to try to get – we got Rob on today, by the way. Did you uh, Were you able to talk to Rob? He's all in. All? We just got to find a time, so I'll, I'll okay. let you know when we have a time. But Rob's we're going to try on, to yeah. talk to Rob. Rob wrote an article about how in the offseason – there was the Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, made an extremely unpopular decision in bringing back Joe Barry. All offseason, we heard Brian Gutekinds talk about pressure, 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 pressure. Good players are on the field, pressure, pressure, pressure. Did not ever mention Joe Barry by name. Talked about Matt. It's Matt LaFleur's choice. It's Matt LaFleur's team. It's Matt LaFleur this. We back Matt. Never said we back Joe. So we back Matt. We all saw it. We all heard it. Yesterday, again, you lived death by a thousand cuts. 211 yards run up your ass. And you don't have an answer. There is no way in hell that that team is that untalented. No way. No way. And yet, it's soft zone. It, you know, I, I get it. You know, sometimes you got to win in the trenches. I, I understand all of that. What I don't understand and what everybody is screaming about now, the defense didn't lose the game. They lost a moment in time when the defense needed to step up the most. By that point in time, living death by a thousand cuts and being on the field for damn near an entire quarter more than the Atlanta Falcons, if you look at the time of possession, being on the field that much longer, they were gassed. They were gassed because of the style that Joe Barry plays. If Matt LaFleur, who uh, Matt LaFleur got testy after the game when asked about the Bakhtiari thing and asked about, uh, you know, some of the mistakes that his team had and not kicking a field goal, which is still inexplicable to me. You're in a dome, for God's sake. He kicked a 52-yarder last week down in, in Chicago that not only split the uprights but hit three-quarters of the way up the net from 52. You're telling me a 56, 57-yard field goal was out of reach? That's a lame – Two, one of two things happened in that particular situation. Either one, Matt couldn't do math. Matt LaFleur couldn't do math and re- thought it was longer than what it was. Or two, something in pregame told him he couldn't do it. Which, in a dome, I, I, I don't know what possibly that would be. I, I have no idea. Because I would assume in a dome, in perfect conditions, from 60, I'd be, this, is the guy, this is the reason you brought the guy in, was to have the bigger leg from beyond 50. This is this is why he's here. And now you're saying, ah, I don't know. I don't know. What? So, anyway, long story short is um, the defense was on the field far too long. Bad decisions yesterday out of the coaching staff. And once again, the finger and the crosshairs now point squarely at Joe Barry. There's a frustration on defense yesterday. You can clearly hear it. There were meetings going on after the game in the locker room where guys were talking about things they should do, which is great because there's a camaraderie there. But did did the defense and Joe Barry lose you that game? At the end, when you needed them the most, they, they didn't do it. They didn't get the job done. But it was all the little things along the way that had they gone in the Packers' direction, one little play here, one little play there, you know, Quay Walker comes down with that interception. You start to look in just different areas. You know, for and also that leads me to another thing. 
Defensively speaking, I'd had every damn one of them on a jugs machine today. Fire that thing up at about 90 miles an hour and see if they can't catch it. Every one of them. My God, how many interceptions can you possibly drop when you've got guys throwing you the football and you just can't hang on to it? But that that being said, plenty of opportunities yesterday to win that game. This was one of those games where a good team and a good coaching staff takes advantage of it and wins the game. Even though it was a hard-fought game, good coaching, good playing, good fundamentals win that game. And they didn't have that yesterday. That's a reflection on the head coach. That's a reflection on that defensive coordinator. Big time. So was it a team effort to lose a game? Damn straight. But is there enough blame to go around where you can really start to say same old, same old? Looking at Joe Barry, absolutely. Absolutely. So a lot to get uh, unpacked today, we'll say. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. We got, uh, by the way, Rob Reichel tomorrow, we're going to have him on the air with us tomorrow. He can't make it today. He's got some things going on. But tomorrow we'll talk with him because uh, what he wrote is dead on. You know, because now, as Brian Gudekin said, it's Matt's guy. It's Matt's choice. It's Matt's team. It's Matt's decision. It's Matt, you know, all of that. They back Matt. Well, if you're going to back Matt and Matt's going to continually grab onto the boat anchor that is the albatross of Joe Barry in that defense, then you're going down with him. That, that, that's, that, that was a joke yesterday. 211 yards rushing? Don't get me wrong. They got a hell of a running back. No doubt about it. But come on, man. You 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 just flat out look bad. He, he, he embarrassed you yesterday. And it wasn't like that was an offensive line that was unbelievably do, dominant. But B. John Robinson was just running wild. And then Ritter was running all over the place. And just whoever they threw out there, 211 yards rushing. They had over 400. They had 460-plus yards total offense on you. I mean, that's that's embarrassingly bad for a defense that supposedly fixed itself. All these top-rated, you know, top draft choices and, you know, the, the, the guys they picked up in the offseason and now the defensive front is going to be that much better and they're going to win in the trenches. My ass. You went back to the same old, same old yesterday. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Um, Will Tell says, Van S being injured was a big deal. The Packers need him. He's fast and can pursue those outside rushes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Will says they knew number seven was going to get the ball, couldn't do anything. Uh, the defense has plenty of veterans to carry this team this year with a very young up-and-down offense. Barry didn't make the necessary in-game adjustments last year, and he failed to do that again yesterday. Um, this one is from uh, Jake. Uh, Jake says, uh, I don't think this team's going to get better under Matt LaFleur. They just do the same old things. They're spinning their wheels, making the same excuses in post-game press conferences, and then gets mad at the media for asking legitimate questions. That's the other thing. You, you, there's legitimate questions, and you get mad? You get testy with the people that are asking the questions? No, 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 no. Why didn't you kick the field goal? Can you at least explain why? If you've got a guy that's got, say, a tweak in his leg, we understand. If you got, say, uh, a guy that Rich Bisaccia early on in that, you know, yesterday said, hey, look, um, we tried it at that particular end zone. There's some kind of a weird air in here or something like that. Okay, great. Not going to matter. Okay. I can live with that. But just getting mad, oh, I, I just didn't think that, uh, I, you know, what? Why? And then the question about David Bakhtiari came up. It's a legitimate question. David Bakhtiari spent 20 minutes in front of the media bitching about turf. 
Does that mean that this guy feels that he can just take off on games in which there are turf fields? Or is there a legitimate reason for it? This is a guy that only a week ago proclaimed himself down in Chicago, pointing the finger. See, I told you so. I didn't need to practice. I'm fine. Just keep me ready for game day. That's all I need to do. I'm good. Basically being very condescending to the media. And then goes off on Monday or whatever on the Rich Eisen show, uh, Tuesday, I should say, after Aaron Rodgers goes down with a knee injury. And then again for 20 minutes with the media on Wednesday, talks about the turf and talks about how the NFL doesn't care and they should outlaw the turf and get rid of all the turf and the turf, 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 turf. I understand all of that. And all of a sudden, throughout the week, no practicing, and then game day inactive. You're getting paid a lot of money, dude. And what 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 is the now I understand that if the knee's bothering you, okay, I get it. One hundred percent. Okay. But if you're just going to choose not to play on turf fields and say, I'm better than that, I don't have to, but yet you guys go ahead and do it. That that's 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 lame. That's a guy that's watching out for his next contract. That's a guy that's looking forward down the road to moving on to going somewhere else and getting another deal next year. This whole thing about calling Elton Jenkins and saying, hey, Elton, we're going to be the best uh, left side of, of the line in football. And it, uh, but, but if it's on a turf field, we won't be there. You know? Uh, just uh, not a fan of that. So I that, and again, I'm not saying that was the case, but that was a heavy rumor running around the press box yesterday in Atlanta. Well, Bill, Matt LaFleur, and, and we'll probably hear from him at some point today, he had an opportunity to throw cold water on this at the podium yesterday and say, oh, his knee flared up. He, he played the first game of the year, so he's getting reacclimated. Did not. He did not throw any cold water nope. on this. He said, oh, come on, guys. We've been dealing with this for two years. So from a guy that just proclaimed himself 100% healthy last week and pointed the finger at everybody, said, I, I just, just keep me healthy for game day. Now suddenly to say we're dealing with this for two years, dealing with what? Did the knee flare up? Did it need to be drained? Is there a problem with it? Or is this just a guy that just says, I'm not going to play on turf fields? Because if that's the case, and you got three more games in which he's just not going to play. Not going to play in New York, not going to play in Minnesota, not going to play in Detroit. I think everything else is a regular field, regular natural grass field, including uh, Las Vegas because Las Vegas rolls their field out and it's actually a grass field. They take it out from underneath the stadium. But... <laughs> okay, then what was all this talk about going to play with Aaron Rodgers? I mean, now Bakhtiari never discussed it, but a lot of people talked about it like it was some kind of a rumor that was floating around out there. Well, where the hell do you think they play? On the same turf field that Aaron Rodgers went down on. So I, that's, that's a whole other side note to all of this. I thought uh, there was some good yesterday. I thought Dontavian Wicks played well. I thought the offensive line played pretty well. Um, I thought that, you know, obviously, uh, you look at a guy like Quay Walker coming back from the concussion protocol, uh, 17 tackles, albeit, you know, quite a bit of them were chasing ball carriers down, but he played sideline to sideline yesterday and played his ass off. Um, I thought Darnell Savage, uh, played pretty well yesterday. I mean, you start to look at some of the guys and I, and I've only rewatched part of the game again this morning, but you start to look at some of these, there, there were some positives. There were some positives yesterday. But the um, the missed call on the quarterback sneak that was just flat-out embarrassing, not kicking the field goal. And then, oh, my God, then when you come out of the, the, the huddle to kick the field goal and get the delay of game penalty, 
Unforgivable. Unforgivable. Like, come on, man. I just, you know, that's another, that's another whole, that's coaching, by the way. Uh, Just a lot of, a lot of bad things that went on yesterday that in individual things, no big deal. But when you start to add all these things up, had they just taken advantage of one of two of these things, they would have ended up, they would have ended up winning that game. So between dropping the interceptions, the bad, bad clock management, not kicking the field goal, um, you know, the, the stupid, you know, quarterback sneak, uh, just, you know, just enough there that it just looked bad. There's four or five things from this game, Bill, where we're like, we could talk about that for an hour. We could talk about that for an hour. We could, there's so much to get into at this game. Absolutely. 100%. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to get a a shout, uh, light up the phone lines. Light up the phone lines. I would want to hear from you today. This portion of the program uh, brought to you by our friends at the Social House, H-A-U-S. And uh, over there at the Social House, they had a big weekend. Uh, They had a lot of fun going on over there uh, for the game yesterday, obviously. They had a good crowd. They have bags, tournaments, and all that kind of good stuff going on as well. And I got a nice note from my buddy Mark, a text, really. He just said, hey, man, the Tiger Burger's for real. And I've been telling you, the Tiger Burger's awesome. But they serve great breakfasts over there as well on Sunday morning before the game. So check out our friends at the Social House. West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Stop in, tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up on this Perspective Monday. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9-30-2023. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. I know now's the time you start thinking about vacations. Uh, when you get to February, you're thinking, man, when the winds are blowing and the snow's blowing and it's cold and it's nasty and it seems like winter's never going to end, that's the time you want to get away. But you start planning it now. And if you're thinking about it, whether it's a cruise or an all-inclusive, some type of destination to warmer weather, get a hold of Kirk and the gang over at Cruise Planners. Uh, land and cruise vacations. Call them 262-344-0697 here in the state of Wisconsin, but they're all over the country. Again, 262-344-0697, and uh, get yourself together, get yourself on a cruise, get yourself to an all-inclusive, head to Mexico, head someplace warm, Acapulco, down to the Bahamas, the Caribbean, the Dominican, whatever it happens to be, head uh, head someplace warm. You know, throw away the shovel for a little while, man, and uh, get out. Get out and do something. 
Uh, that's our friends at Cruise Planners. 262-344-0697. Put a little down payment now, a little way the next few months, and uh, all of a sudden that thing's paid off, and off you go to warmer climates. And that's from our friends over there at Cruise Planners. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Um, uh, Dennis says, uh, great take on the incompetent Joe Barry. Uh, you, Goody, 99% of the fans and Packer players agree with you that Barry needs to go. What are your uh, – what uh let's see here he passed by because everybody's starting to fly with the uh, with the comments today uh he says um i apologize for this because it just got lost all of a sudden whole boatload of stuff came flying through um man we've got a lot of comments today i'm trying to keep up with everybody uh he says uh what are your thoughts on why lafleur continues to keep barry around barry's going to be an anchor that destroys the team and gets lafleur fired mind-boggling he kept him around because of continuity i mean another year Stay in the system. You know, a lot of the young guys that are starting to come up, uh, getting the system, understand what it is they're due, you know, that type of thing. But the bottom line was it, it, if you're going to play soft zone coverage and you're going to play back, and, and I look, I get you need to keep things in front of you. I understand that. You don't want to get burned deep. But, my God, it, let guys play, man. It's like watching this team on a leash. You know, stay in your zone. We're going to play back. We're going to play soft. Keep everything in front of you. And you're giving up four and five yards of play. Four and five yards of play. I mean, you don't need to be some kind of a Mensa meeting mathematician to understand that two plays is a first down. So then they get another crack at it and another crack at it and another crack at it and another crack at it. And they go down the field. And the next thing you know, they're scoring or they're kicking field goals. And your defense has been on the field for 12 minutes. 10 minutes, 8 minutes, whatever, and they're getting gas. So at the end of the game, when you need them the most, they're burnt out. It, it, it does, it, again, it's so frustrating to watch. Is he the reason they lost the game? No. There was enough blame to go around. But, damn, it gets highlighted again and again and again at the end of ball games when you need a big stop, you need a big play, and the defense can win you a game. They're gassed. Because you got a moron cracking the whip. 877-867-1670. Hit us up again. 877-867-1670. Robinson, six and a half yards a carry. Now, again, I've never been uh, to a Mensa meeting. I've never sat down with the abacus and many mathematicians to figure out the average. But correct me if I'm wrong. Six and a half yards a carry, it only takes two carries to pick up another first down. Just throwing it out there. You gave up 200 and you gave up more than two football fields worth of rushing yards yesterday. Just perspective. Bijan Robinson might be the best back in the NFL, but like he's awesome and you're going to give up yards. He's incredible. I, I think the damning thing, though, and we saw this last year is there were a couple of plays where no one was even guarding him. And that is such a damning thing to see for your defensive coordinator. Like week one last year, they just forgot about Justin Jefferson. And yesterday on mm-hmm. a couple of plays, just forgot about Bijan Robinson. That can't happen. Right? I, 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 I don't get it. Again, I just don't get it. I, sometimes I think I've got it figured out, and then it becomes extremely frustrating. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Let's go to Mark listening to us in Janesville. Mark, welcome to the program, man. How are you doing today? Great. Hey, Bill, great opening summary. That's why I listened to you. You summed it up great. Three points. I'd like your comments. Number one, Bakhtari, 
I don't know how the heck we want to keep this. I know we got to keep it for this year, but get rid of him. You can't have a guy, you know, play when they can and then don't play. You can't have that. Number two, the the interceptions that we should have caught. If I was Barry, I would get these guys out there in the field and throw them the football for like an hour every day. So they 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 can't catch the ball. They that that's huge. If if uh, Alexander catches that. You know, you've got – that is unexcusable. And number three, um, Barry, we, nobody should be surprised. This We knew this last year, and now we're going through the same issues. You know, this is on LaFleur for not getting rid of them. I'd like your comments. Great job, Bill. That's why – this is why I listen to you. You summed it. it up perfectly. Thanks so much, Mark. Appreciate it. Um, when it comes to Jair Alexander, let me explain this. Jair has been a guy that can get in the way of the football, can knock it down, or just be good enough in coverage where quarterbacks don't throw at you. What quarterbacks are discovering is that Jair, for all the mouth that he has, can't catch a football. Let me say it again. As a defensive back, he can't catch a football. He's never been an interception machine. He's been a good coverage guy. He can go up and knock it down all day long. But he has never been an interception machine. And I I love him because he's got the energy and he's got the belief in himself and he's got a short memory and that's what you need to be. a. It's like being a closer in baseball. If you get lit up you, the next night, you got to have a short memory. You come back out and do it all over again. And I love that about Jair. But quarterbacks are discovering if you throw at him, you're really not throwing it in harm's way. You're taking a shot, and if your guy comes down with it, great. If he doesn't, it's understandable. But he, it's not going to get picked. Jair can't catch. Quay Walker, he dropped that one right in his hands. But if you're going to get better at picking the ball off, then you need to get guys with the jugs machine and get them you know, just continually going up and up and up and up. But the one thing about Jair is he is really good with his – Whatever the opposite hand is that's up against the opponent, he he keeps that hand out in that hand checking, that hand slapping downfield, and goes up and knocks the ball down with the other one. He doesn't catch it. He's never been a guy that's been an interception machine. But I agree. When you have those balls that are thrown up and you need to come down with them and that changes the game and you can't do it, man, that's – being paid, the, being one of the highest paid corners in the league, man, you better figure out how to catch a football. You can talk all you want. I love that. But you better figure out how to catch a football. Um, and going back to what he said about Joe Barry and Matt LaFleur, and the, you know, again, there was mistakes made, glaring ones. Um, and then and we'll hear part of that postgame presser coming up because I, I just I feel if you didn't hear it, it was Matt LaFleur wasn't happy and rightfully so. But there was a contentiousness there between Matt and the media. And coming up at the bottom of the hour, you're going to hear some of that. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, what's going on today? How you feeling? Well, I tell you what, for all the years I've seen LaFleur waste timeouts, why didn't he call one and kick that field goal? Why didn't he call one and do the quarterback sneak? And why – look, I understand Walker returned one for a touchdown – and he, and he dropped one. Why is Walker playing 15 and 20 yards down the field? This guy right. should be used like Parsons. They had 
skills of the Packers' defense, Bill, the ends were set up where there were two offensive linemen not even covered, not even covered in the middle of the field. And then they had Walker and Cam- and Campbell's been awful, but who knows if he's being put, put in a position to succeed. I don't even know that anymore. This is so ridiculous. You can't, you can't even make it up. People, if you go online and watch the stills of this defense from behind, you're going to just bang your head against the wall. It is mm-hmm. just unbelievable. You you can't you can't make it up. How all these personnel look? How does Goody feel? How does he feel that he has all these number ones on defense, and yet, and yet? He, he, they're being misused. They have to be. These, these, these guys can't be that bad. And look, for the first time, Bill, after a loss, did the floor fall on the sword? Did he say it was my fault? This is one of the games where he should have said it was his fault and really mm-hmm. meant it. I can't believe this. I, I am incredible that he can't call timeouts when they needed to call timeouts. And to make an excuse for that kid not kicking, like you said, inside a dome, a field goal, that is, that's just plain stupid. Mm-hmm. You can't, you, I, mean, I agree. Where is he coming up with this stuff? I mean, this is just plain uh, ignorance. And they better go, you know, look, I don't know what they want for Jonathan Taylor. He's 24 years old. They ought to go out and get him because Jones isn't going to play. You know Jones gets injured. He's usually missing a few games a year. You know, all this. And as far as Bakhtiari is concerned, they can't get rid of him because it's a big cap hit. This is the pro- uh, well, dead money yet, I mean. It's a big hit, like $14 million or $19 million or something like that. So they can't get rid of him. So he's got him by the you-know-what. And, and mm-hmm. this is insane. They can't, this is the problem, and you've always called them Red China. They don't explain things correctly. When you try to hide the truth, you, you know what happens. You keep you keep making a mistake. Oh, you're lying about this. You're telling the non-truth about this. Then you can't come out, and no one believes you when you do tell the truth. <laughs> so, right, right. So, you know, he's thinking it. You know, I tell you what, LaFleur is thinking his own shit. He really is. He really yep. is. He, he's really screwing himself. He, does, he doesn't have he, – he really is. He's getting his – he's going to get his reputation destroyed. Because of what? Being loyal to his buddy or whatever? It's just ridiculous. It really yeah. is, Bill. I, Gerard, I appreciate it, pal. Thanks so much as always. Uh, a couple of things he talked about having Quay Walker downfield. Now, the one thing is, is I go back to Quay Walker. He had 17 t- – and I know I'm late for a break, but I want to get to this real quick. He had 17 tackles. He was all over the field. He, play, he played really well. It was the fact that he was in chase mode most of the time in getting after it. So – Yes, he had a lot of tackles. Yes, he was in position, but it's where he was positioned. Now, you don't play uh, – I get it. You don't play man coverage, man up all the time. That that just doesn't happen. But when you're getting gashed up front, you usually put a linebacker or a safety up in the box and say, look, what do you have that's a strength? Bijan Robinson, okay, we're going to take you out of this. We're going to make sure that you cannot run against us and let Desmond Ritter beat us. That's if I had to take my one of my two druthers. That's what Belichick does so well. He says we are going to stop something um, that that is a strength of yours, and then we're going to level the playing field. And then you're going to have to beat us in a different way, you know. And what I see out of Joe Barry's defense is that they are the ones that are receiving the blow and adjusting. 
and, and they're not they're not bringing the aggressiveness. And that's part of what I think. You can't put your finger on it, but that's part of what I think we see, right? We saw more energy aggressiveness against the Bears, but even still, Justin Fields had running lanes and was able to get free. So this week they said, okay, let's sit back and not let Ritter beat us, when in reality it was B. John Robinson was running all over the field, you know? And it, 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 that's where the frustration comes in. Let's do this. I'm woefully, woefully late for a break. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to hear some from Matt LaFleur coming up here in a little bit as well. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's a uh, perspective and or overreaction Monday. Good to have you on board. Before we do anything else, and I was talking about this before, and I wanted you to hear it. It's a very short post-game presser. Matt LaFleur uh, meets with the media right after the game, and it, it I, I don't know if he was just taking it out because the questions were coming fast and furious from the media, and rightfully so. Uh, but Matt LaFleur was very – you can hear it in his voice. He was frustrated. Take a listen as Matt LaFleur talks to the media after the game. It's a very short one. Take a listen. Well, it was a hard-fought game, very physical. Uh, we knew it was going to be just that. And obviously very disappointed that when you have a 12-point lead in the second half and you don't make the plays that um, and don't play complimentary football – and then when you have mistakes, all those get magnified. And so, uh, disappointed. You got to give credit to Atlanta. They battled uh, and did a better job than us, obviously. Just a long. Uh, it was a really long field goal. I mean, that was a silly penalty. We can't have that. Those are penalties that get you beat. And obviously, when you lose a game by one point, uh, that's that's one of the critical points in the game. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if he thought he could get it on the sneak, then it's on him to to check to it. I think he did, and nobody heard him. I mean, it was loud, and, um, you know, that's just – it's an unfortunate situation. But, yeah, we were definitely going to call a timeout there and, and, uh, and, and go for it on fourth down. Um, yeah, I mean, like, to be honest with you, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? The last possession, we had three runs. We had a third and looked like about a half yard, and we came up short. So, um, you know, you'd hate to – I thought he was playing really well, and I thought he did a lot of great things. I thought he showed great poise, made some off-schedule plays, made the throws when they needed to be made, made great decisions, took did a good job taking care of the football. So there was a lot of positives from that. I think that, you know um, – Quite frankly, I wish we had, had more opportunities for him. How much concern is there for Elton's Concern. Anytime a guy goes out of the game and doesn't isn't able to finish, there's there's concern. Since uh, Bakhtiari was at uh, a turf 
You're gonna no. I don't. I, I mean, we all know that Dave's been dealing with this, and so no. Uh, you guys, I, I, I'm not going to get into that. Like, we all know this has been, this is two years now. So I'm not going to get into it. It's probably going to be like this from here on out. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a multitude of factors, you know, so I'll have to go back and look at the tape. No, he weighs the same as he did a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I, mean, I got to go back and, and watch it. Certainly, I think there's a couple runs that he seemed to be stumbling a little bit. and uh, But there were some other runs where I thought he did a great job of dropping his pads. It's never just one thing. I mean, it, it, it just depends on the play, how well the play is blocked, if it was a good call versus what whatever the look may be. So there's enough um, blame, if you will, to go to, to all of us collectively. Yeah, I thought that there was a lot of good things. I'm sure there's some, as we go back and look at the tape, there's going to be some things that we want to clean up and uh, improve upon. I mean, you guys saw it. They shredded us consistently. All right, guys. That's it. They shredded us consistently. 12 points, 12-point lead, did not play complimentary football, didn't make plays. He talks about, uh, you know, uh, the fourth and one and the sneak, and and he made the call and nobody heard it, which turns out it wasn't true. He made the wrong call. Jordan Love made the wrong call. And, okay, that's a mistake, and you understand it. He talks about uh, punting, the long field goal, which is still head-scratching. And this, he called the penalty a silly penalty. Silly penalty, and it was. Uh, Elton Jenkins, obviously, a little bit concerned there with the knee issue. Um, and, and, and <laughs> you know, when you, when you get back into uh, A.J. Dillon, the third down and a half yard. That's your power back. He can't pick up a half yard. And it wasn't like he was running the ball at will yesterday, and then in that half yard moment, suddenly he got stymied. You can go, oh, okay, they got him one time. I mean, it wasn't a great day at the office yesterday at all. So, uh, but but look, defensively speaking, it wasn't as if they gave up 30 points. They, they still played a pretty tough game. But I, they, they just – it was mistakes – no, as he put it, non-complimentary football. But the but when the question, he didn't even allow the 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 question to come out of the reporter's mouth about Bakhtiari. Oh, they've got guys, guys, you know. And he said, ah, you know, he's been dealing with this, you know, dealing with this for two years, uh, you know. Wait, wait, what? He just proclaimed last week he was good to go. So I, that's a whole other level of crap. 
That's a whole that's a whole other level of crap. But that's another story for another day, I guess. Uh, I'll get right back to the phone calls when we come back. I promise you, stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9-30-2023. Good to have you back. Thanks to our friends at Point Brewing for being one of our uh, big-time sponsors. We certainly appreciate it. Brewing excellence since 1857. The lagers are starting to come out. They've got the Oktoberfest beers that are out right now, and everybody's starting to gobble those up. And this is the time of year the ciders start becoming more and more and more popular as well. So, uh, And they've got it all. They've got a great lineup. So don't forget about our friends at Point Brewing. Uh, Stevens Point, brewing excellence since 1857. Let's get back to the phone calls and uh, for everybody that's been on hold throughout. Hang in there. Uh, Todd is in Green Bay. Todd, welcome to the program, man. What's happening? Hey, Bill. How are you doing? Doing uh, good. Got to love Gerard's passion in Delaware, huh? Uh, right? The... Uh, the game that I watched yesterday, a couple things um, that I and a couple of my friends that were watching it with me, um, I really feel like Quay Walker is our Micah Parsons. And I don't feel like he gets utilized correctly for his talent uh, and his talent level for that defense. He, he is a playmaker, just like Rashawn Gary. And they need to figure out how – I mean, you could have bookends meeting at the – you know, quarterback, whatever, but I, I feel he's under underused or not used correctly. But two, um, Matt Lafleur, if, if it was true that Bakhtiari could have been traded in the off season, shame on him. Because I'll tell you what, that's one of the deepest offensive lines I've ever seen, and I really feel like they could have used you know his twenty-five or whatever million dollar cap hit he is. He is, but and you know, third. You hit it on the head. He really seems to be lying to everybody when he's in these pressers because you you listen to him and he talks and then he reverses field and then oh then it's, there's blame for everybody. He really seems frustrated because I think he's protecting his buddy and now at some point you're either going to have to cut the cord or you're going to go down with him. But you know and then the lastly Jordan Love. 
for the first time, I really felt he looked nervous. He looked scared of the moment in that last-minute drive. Right. Um, I, for the most part, he seems very comfortable back there, but you could tell that he, he was very uncomfortable in that situation. Mm-hmm. He felt the pressure, so, and he he kind of looked as if he felt the pressure. And I would agree with you. Floating ten feet over the over the receivers that right. last drive. Yep. No, I accuracy is an issue in fifty six percent completion percentage. I said, appreciate the phone call. I said at the beginning of the season, I'm looking for him to be sixty two to sixty three. I don't care how many yards he throws for. I mean, if he gets around between three and 4,000, that'd be great. 3,700, 4,200, somewhere in there, that'd be awesome. But you want the completion percentage good. And when you're talking about me, uh, you know, mid-level outs that you can't even seem to hit on a consistent, that's, that is one of the things that I've talked about. I said that, you know, it's easy when you're in the lead. It's easy when you're playing bad teams. It's easy when you're doing things and things are kind of flowing. But when they need you the most, can you rise up and be that guy. And yesterday he was not that guy. So uh, let's go to Bill in Green Bay. Bill, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hey, Bill, how are you doing? Doing great. Yeah. yeah you know, I'm watching the game first quarter. I believe it was the first quarter when LeFleur decides to punt instead of going for a, what, a 56 yarder. I've been talking about this in my circles for a number of years. Every team is. is pretty much needs a guy what I call is common sense guy who's right on the coach's tip and saying nope we're kicking it here that's why we got rid of Mason and we, we have this kid who can who can hit from 65 fairly consistently I mean this guy's got a monster leg you don't punt it there and, and, and no I agree I, I, we're at the top of the hour I gotta run hang on hang on I'll take, get you on the second half of this hour hang in there okay I'll take you right after the top but and I'll get back to your thoughts. But I—that's where Rich Basaccia has to say, "No, no, we got this. We can do this." And, and and it's not even another guy that's sitting there running around in his ear. It's just it's your special teams coach. You look at him and you go, "Hey, it's fifty-six yards. Can you do this?" And Basaccia gives you the nod and says, "He's got this. Yeah, let's do this." I and again, he didn't give a good explanation as to why he didn't do it. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this.